0: Hello friends Welcome back to the another episode of The Revolution Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle In the last episode we discussed the Third Anglo-Maratha War We concluded with the note that the Third Anglo-Maratha War left the British in control of practically all of present-day India south of Sant Nege river. I am Kaushik Mazumdar and today we will tell you the story of a lesser-known Raja. The extent of a nation is limited by its border but the soul belongs to her inhabitants. Often, the borders interfere and separate the tiniest unit of unity. They interfere to such an extent not only the units turn into rivals, they inherit the enmity in silence. While a nation is built by several states, our people are rather divided by, no wonder, the struggle of survival starts with the tiniest units, led by their ruler. is true for the struggle for independence. The struggle finds its course through the administrative units like Zamindar's army etc to its destination when each and every individual participates. Before the mutiny of 1857, India was more of a landform with many princely states than a nation. During this phase, the battles against the company were rather similar to the states for their existence as they were amongst them. Since the commencement of our journey, we have seen how the major native rulers, the Nababs, the Sultans, the Peshwas, led their battle of sovereignty. Battle for independence against the British East India Company. We have seen how the chieftains have fought under the command of their subsequent leaders. In our journey, we have seen extending beyond the industrial goal, the company has already set their motive to establish themselves as the ruler of India. They started adopting different political strategies to restrict the sovereignty of the native rulers by making them dependent upon and forcing them into different treaties. Though often, it's rather irrelevant for the general population, who is the policymaker? It eventually burns them the worst. It was no different for the Indian population. As East India Company was settling into the shoes of the ruler, people far beyond the country yard started feeling the heat. Also, Struggle of dominance was turning into a struggle for existence. Today, we will walk you through such a localized and failed, yet immensely relevant uprising that took the battle beyond the citadel. We will ride through a story of a Zamindar, a Raja to be exact. In an earlier episode, we learned that Nabab of Ayad Suja participated in the Battle of Baksa in alliance with the Nawab of Bengal, Mirkashim and Mukhal Empire, Shah Alam II. The first such confederacy against the British company. Despite the loss in the Battle of Baksa, the state of Ayad managed to retain the sovereignty, but their sovereignty was rather a ploy of the company. For the company, Ayodhya was a buffer state to the aggression of Western native powers, namely the Marathas, towards Bengal. The company had a fair idea of the rich position of Ayodhya and they strategically weakened the state and exploited it to the maximum extent. In the 1770s, the company persistently eroded the foundation of. Ayat's sovereignty. Mughal practice denied any dynastic stability at the provincial stages. As a result, in 1775, after the death of Sujavud Dulla, his son Asafud Dulla had to compete with other aspirants for the Nawabhut. The company was still in its early days of establishing administrative footsteps asaf ud recognized the fact that he had to lay his connection with the company above Ayat's ties to the Mughal Empire. As time and again, we have seen Indian princes have struck compromising deals with the company against their native counterparts. Asaf did the same. According to the new treaty in 1775, to consolidate his rights at Nawabhood. Asafuddullah made several concessions to the company. He added to it the Benaras region, agreed to pay an augment of 50,000 rupees, almost a quarter more than the previous sum, each month as subsidy for the company's brigade in Ayat. He also agreed to dismiss all the Europeans in his service unless allowed through the company. Thus, Ayat. Turned into a subsidiary state of the East India Company. Included in the terms to the same treaty was the right to rule the Benaras. Balwant Singh, who was the king of Benaras since 1738 to 1770, though was a vassal of the Nawab of Ayodh, enjoyed considerable autonomy. During the time of the treaty, his son, Raja Choit Singh was confirmed in his possession as a zamindar with full rights on condition of paying the stipulated amount of tribute. With subsequent wars against the French and other native rulers, Hastings adopted a further stronger attitude in enhancing demand upon Choit Singh. Accordingly, he installed Thomas Graham as British resident in Benaras to accept the sum he owed to the Nawab, An additional demand of 5 lakh rupees was imposed on Chowit Singh in the name of what tax in 1778. Though Choit Singh paid up a major sum with considerable reluctance, but a delay on his part to pay the subsidy for the fourth year and furnish a body of cavalry, infuriated and anxious Hastings. A fine of additional 50 lakh rupees was imposed on Choit Singh for the late payment. In 1780, the company demanded Choit Singh to provide 2000 mounted troops. In response to the ignorance shown by Choit Singh, the company reduced its demand. But eventually, Choit Singh failed to provide the company with both the stipulated fine and army. Hastings decided to proceed to Benaras to extort the amount and punish Raja Chait Singh for the spirit of independence which he had for some years assumed. The Governor-General reached Benaras on 14th August 1781 and demanded an explanation for his disobedience. As expected, in the early hours of 16th August 1781, the resident with two companies of supplies put Chait Singh under house arrest in his Shivalaghat palace. Choit Singh was very popular amongst the people as much as amongst the chieftains under him. Soon the news of his house arrest spread like wildfire in and around Benaras. A large body of armed men including soldiers and civilians crossed the Ganges from Ramnagar and surrounded the Shivalaghat Palace. A total of 205 British soldiers, including the guards and officials, were killed or disabled. During the scuffle, Raja escaped by a window opening at the bank of the palace towards the river. On 20th August, British forces attacked the fort of Ramnagar with reinforcements from Mirzapur and Chinnar. People of Benaras and the surrounding areas were already inflamed. They entangled the entire company army in the narrow streets. 135 British soldiers, including two officers, Captain Mayfire and Captain Doxette, were killed, and 72 others were injured. The city was full of rebels, boiling in anger. At the darkness of night, Scared Hastings had to flee with the remaining troops to Chunar. Soon, operations were started against Choit Singh from Chunar. The Begums of Ayodh and their principal Sardars, Jawar Ali Khan, Bahar Ali Khan, etc., openly supported the cause of Choit Singh. A large number of Jamindars and Rajas received monetary help from Choit Singh who rose against the British. His army offered heroic resistance to the British in their hill forts of Patita, Latifpur, and Bijaygarh In skirmishes with the company's forces, Choit Singh's troops were defeated. The rebellion crashed. Choit Singh himself fled with the treasure, first to Deccan, then to Rewa and Pundalkhand. His zamindari was confiscated and given to his nephew Raja Mahip Narayan Singh Sahib Bahadur on 14th September 1781. One of the most powerful Marathi leaders, Mahadaji Sindhya, helped Choit Singh and finally escaped to Gwalior. There he was granted a Jagir for a while. Hastings threatened to break off diplomatic relations with Sindhya on account of this regard. Accordingly, his jagir was confiscated. Eventually, in Gwalior on 29th March 1810, Raja Choit Singh died in obscurity. Often the rise of Choit Singh is treated as no more than a local affair. But due to the rebellion, the rising power of the English had to face serious troubles in worst areas of Bihar and Ayat. The extent of Choit Singh's rebellion may be inferred from a letter dated 17th October 1781 by resident of Nabab of Ayad, Nathaniel Middleton, to the Council of Calcutta. The whole country on the east side of the Ganga was in arms and rebellion. Col. Hani mentions in his reports that he had reasons to believe all the disturbances from Faizabad to Azamgarh in the period. Was cheered by supporters of Choit Singh only. Choit Singh's brethren and people from Bihar came out in active support and raised the standard of revolt in Bihar also. Shahabat, Patna, and Saran rose against the company. Pitambar Singh of Tikari Raj, Reza Kuli Khan of Sasaram, Zamindar of Siri, and Gayanarayan Singh, Fatih Shahi of Hatwa etc. was few amongst the rebels in Bihar during the period. The situation became alarming for the English. The whole banks of the river being lined with armed men who boarded and fired upon all boats indiscriminately. The impact of the revolt was so widespread and effective. Even the Governor-General repeatedly advised his family to shift from Bhagalpur to Calcutta for safety reasons, though some of the leaders of the revolt in Bihar and Ayat may be seriously attached and intimately connected with Raja Choit Singh, their manifestation of discontent should rather be extended as inspired instead of conspired by Chait Singh. All these efforts were felt by the anti-British movement than commitment towards a single leader in Raja Chait Singh. The impact of Choit Singh's rebellion and the following movements may be summarized as believed and mentioned by Colonel Hanning. The present insurrection is said and believed to be with an intention to expel the English.
1: Want to learn more about the untold story of Indian freedom struggle? Keep listening. We got a page from episode notes and resources. Visit us at http forward forward www.ksproductionsusa.com. Subscribe to the revolution untold story of Indian freedom struggle at Apple, Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you get your audio. Be sure to leave us a review, give us 5 stars and please talk about us to your friends and family. We want to hear directly from you too, so send us an email. Our email address is therevolution at ksproductionsusa.com The Revolution Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle is produced by KS Productions INC in collaboration with Pastel Entertainment. Our executive producers are Kaushik Mazumdar and Shushmita Mazumdar from KS Productions INC and Shauli Mazumdar from Pastel Entertainment. Our researcher is Dipanjan Maiti, content developed by Dipanjan Maiti and Kaushik Mazumdar. Original music composed and designed by Shotojit Shim.
0: We will come back in two weeks with another episode. Next we will tell you the story of a forgotten Nawab and the story of a mutiny which happened almost 50 years before the First War of Independence in 1857. Till then, stay safe, stay healthy.